What is up, Ardent Fitness family? We have our special guest, Mark England, returning for the second time today. Mark digs in on the victim mentality mindset and how we can use our language to get out of that. Mark is always a joy to talk to and to hear speak. Uh, please know that it is not your connection, it is ours when the audio cuts out once or twice. Mark's internet was not in sync with ours and we did have his voice cut out on us for about two to three seconds a couple times during the show. Bear with it, we do come back. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the Ardent Fitness Podcast. We are a personal coaching facility that takes a wholehearted approach to helping individuals find their most powerful self. We are here to wholeheartedly help you to live with purpose, and this podcast is our way of reaching you outside of the gym. Our experiences and those of our guests are here to help you glean information to help you along your path to living with purpose. I mean, Mark, what have you been up to, man? It looks like you've been traveling. I've seen, I've been following your Instagram a lot lately. Looks like you have a lot of cool things going on. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like where, what you've been doing the last couple months since we've talked? Well, um, absolutely happy to. So one of the surprise blessings from COVID to me uh, was a decrease in my traveling. And what that has done is it has uh, given me the opportunity to reset my sleep schedule. And that has been, I, I, I didn't even know, man. I had no clue. I, I've been, I have traveled and I've, I kept a good pace there for a number of years. And I've been on the East Coast since exclusively since January 10th. I did, the pirate did need some shore leave. Uh, and and I, I did uh, jump over to, to, to Istanbul for seven days. I was going to say, I think one of our group nine calls was when you were there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, went over there. Istanbul is one of my favorite cities and spent three, three nights in Istanbul on the Asian side and then went down to an island called Bozjida in the Aegean Sea. Very uh, green, greenish blue water, very beautiful, very cold uh, and, and went down there and checked out or checked in, I should say, uh, uh, to Turkish culture. Great food, dude. Great food. Love the mezes. And um, other than that, I've been here on the East Coast, and uh, I've been I'm sleeping better now than I have in 20 years, dude. Dude. So that's been a big deal. Um, as far as having some cool stuff going on, uh, it's 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 the enlisted coaches. We certified our 100th coach. Actually, we're 108 coaches in. Uh, we graduated our – we, we crossed the 100, 100 coach mark this past Sunday. And, uh, man, I'm having more fun with this work than I've ever had by uh, a large margin. You know, we're, we're very blessed. We've attracted some very cool people. Uh, and, 
the enlisted level one certification is quite the filter. Anyone that's weird enough, crazy enough, uh, motivated enough to put themselves through that, which has been described as brutal. It, 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 this quote, this is a brutal and hilarious uh, certification. Anyone that gets through that, man, I, I want to ha hang out with you. I want to meet you. You're, you're, you're a team member. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of teaching, a lot of um, community building, a lot of curriculum building, uh, a lot of fun. I can attest to that, that the Enlifted course uh, was one of, not one of, it was the most eye-opening uh, course that I have been through as far as personal development and being able to truly help others realign their stories. And uh, I did, I actually did a story work session with a, a client at the gym this morning. Uh, she came last week to me. She's like, she's another coach's personal training client. She's like, I think I need to change psychology session or her words. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, it started off with, I, the reason she wanted to do it was I, I need to get myself to eat better, you know, cause I don't want to look like this when I, when my writing comes around and it went all the way to high school and the way that her mom used to talk to her about her weight and her choices. But at the same time, her mom gave her the, the food and it, it was, there was some cool stuff that went down. So. Uh, fantastic. I love the sound of that chase psychology sessions. Uh, uh, it's got a great ring to it. And yes, a lot of stuff that we deal with in our adult life, if we follow the clues and those clues are, our emotional responses, our emotional reactions. If we trace those back far enough, uh, they usually they usually land in you know our childhood, our teenage years, and they quite frequently as well they'll get to specific experiences where where something happened, uh, emotions were felt strong, meaning was assigned. Decisions were made. Ideas were formed. Uh, you know, there's something wrong with me. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never be pretty. Um, uh, my mom looks like that. I'm going to look like that. Uh, you know, I've, I've got, uh, you know, food is my enemy. I mean, you can just, it, that one strong emotional res, uh, re, re, response with a, with a, with a statement that influences our identity. We, we, we identify ourselves as such and then play that damn thing out in our life for God knows how long, most of the time for the whole time, and unless it's checked. Yep. Yeah. And in my limited run with story work, I'm starting to realize that people don't always see that story until they address it via other means. Uh, they think it's the surface level. I need to eat better. I need to do this. And when they start digging in and you ask those right questions to get them to think about where it all comes from, it's like, then you see the light bulb goes off. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a very, it's a very simple conversation to have getting someone back there and absolutely uh, dots connect. Somebody goes, huh? 
breath. They, 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 you know, they breathe better, let go of some of that emotional patterning. And then it's so much easier to change our minds. Okay. Change our opinions. Cause very rarely is, uh, you know, the, those ideas that I mentioned earlier, are they factual? You know, my mother looks like this. That means I'm going to look like that. Are we going to find that anywhere on the, the periodic table of elements? No, that's an opinion. That's an opinion. I think it was pretty cool too. You, you had sent Chase and I an email a couple, like a month, month ago, right before Chase dove into Enlifted, I think. And there were a lot of uh, affirmations that were on that email and, Chase, I don't want to steal your thunder on this. If you wanted to bring it up and what you did to address the mindset that's in the gym, not just for the coaches, but to get the members also thinking about their mindset as they're in the middle of a workout or, you know, take that away from just a workout to their everyday lives, to their families. Chase, do you want to talk a little bit about that story? Um, I think that is a wonderful move. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll dive in by all means. You're, you are Johnny Thunder, right? So the, the thunder is all yours to have, man. But um, it's a good nickname yeah, too, Johnny Thunder. My, my little brother assigned that to him, I believe. But uh, yeah, so we have a whiteboard back in the gym where it used to be like people's names would go on it for a class. The workout is posted on a TV screen. That whiteboard is now dominated by that list of affirmations, and they're just up there. And when people come in, they pick one for the day. And for the first five minutes of class during their warm-up, every 45 seconds, they're affirming. And it's it's a game changer. There's there is much more appreciation for the process. And I checked myself to not use a negation to explain what's going on. But uh yeah, there's well done. There's, there's much more appreciation for what they're doing in the gym. So uh, the it's it's the same thing the biggest problem and the biggest opportunity in the conversation with mindset almost exclusively mindset is talked about in macro global when someone learns the words when they practice more of specific sentences over and over it makes mindset practical as in you can practice certain kinds of mindsets uh and you know as we've previously talked about chase a vast majority of the fitness industry is fueled by internal shit talk yes and so what's the opposite of that well that one's easy externalized pep talk so write down what we want us to think and believe more of because we can talk ourselves into anything we can talk our ourselves into nightmares we can talk ourselves into fantastic dreams make them a reality happens all the time everyone listening to this you've talked yourself into a bad mood more than once and you've also talked yourself into a good mood more than once so what were the words that you used when you talked yourself into uh, uh, that bad mood or those bad moods we know what they are what what words do you use to talk yourself into feeling better about yourself and being more affirming we know those words too. So write them down, pen to paper, first things first. Say them out loud repeatedly, repeatedly. Very rarely does an affirmation um, deliver the goods when it's used 
once. They need to be repped just like weights. Need to fire off that reticular activated system. Dude, amen, brother. Yeah. That's, uh, you got into, uh, oh, go ahead, Jay, sorry. No, I was, you, you might have been heading this direction. Uh, we recorded an in-house episode of me and John, uh, more or less going for about 40 minutes talking on that same subject recently, that you can be the hero or the villain in your own journey. And the, the hero's journey, if you, and the way I broke it down kind of on the spot was, the hero's journey is usually harder. It's more challenging. They don't just have some shit happen to them and then decide to be a bad person. They rearrange it and they use it for good in the world. And they usually come out on top as well. Um, so that was the analogy I broke down as far as affirmations versus internal shit talk. hundred uh, percent. You know, the, 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 the hero's journey in our own story entails a lot of, uh, a lot of burning off a of dead wood, you know, and like that, that hurts some of the hardest things, uh, some of the hardest, some of the hardest work I've ever done is turning my own projections in on me. That, 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 that person screwed me over. Okay. Maybe they did. Well, how many times have I screwed myself over? How, they, they abused me. How many times have I abused myself? Nobody's gotten over on Mark more than Mark. Okay. Nobody, no one has come anywhere close to saying worse things to me than I have to myself. It's not even in the same ballpark. Uh, and yet, and yet I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shit on someone else's head about that. It's a dangerous, dangerous man. Yeah. yeah dangerous. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Since I've dove into this work, uh, my walks, my morning walks, some of them are very challenging for a bit because instead of being in my head and living in that projection for the whole walk and being able to put it on someone else, I have to turn it, turn it on my, on myself now, or I have the ability to choose to turn it in on myself now. And while the end result is, feels much better, it's challenging while you're in it. Dude, very well said. Having the ability to develop your own story. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is very exciting, folks. Okay, because we're we're going from uh, we're going from the fifty-four Packard to the oh, Ducks. To I know you ducks. missed the Ducks. You know, I know you missed the Ducks, Chase. Awesome. The Ducks, the the, the 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 Packard. It's 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 better. Um, it's a better background, and the Ducks better internet. So we're gonna go with better internet. The, yeah, it. It's the know-how. See? See? Right there. There's some of them, and there's some more. These things are famous. This is a true story. I, I, uh, three days ago, I put in an, in an order for 100 Christmas cards with envelopes of me. And it look, they look pretty much like that. That's all That's they are. View. Yeah, and I'm going to send them to all the enlisted coaches. Merry Christmas, asshole. That's what I'm. That's that. That's that's what's going on in the car. Yeah. So, <laughs> the ability to 
take the thoughts that show up in our head. Those, if they're not written down, they don't even, they're not even a rough draft. Okay. It's, that's the, it's the equivalent of walking into 11th grade English class and you've got a big paper due and you try to tell the teacher what the paper is. Okay. That's not going to work well. You don't, you don't have anything to hand in. So having the no two for it's the no two first and foremost, most people do do not have the know to or the know how. And that's what we teach. The know to do it and the know how to do it. And man, does that put you back in the driver's seat? Most people let Jesus take the wheel or something take the wheel. Anybody but me take the wheel. Yes, sir. That's because that's scary taking the wheel to it's, a lot of people. It, it is the best of news and it is the worst of news sweet i'm creating my own story fuck i'm creating my own story <laughs> sweet i like I'm how you use how you use the yeah. <laughs> exactly i like how you use the phrase you know not the phrase but how you turned those projections inward that's such uh, a large part i feel like at the beginning of vocabulary when a lot of it is entailed. Are they making you feel that way? Or is it me that's making me feel that way? And one thing that's helped me and especially going through vocabulary as I got through it, um, is having an architect buddy like Chase who can help you work in those type of frames that it's like, well, cause never, you know, I'll, I'll have like a weird day at work and I'm like, well, what did we say? I was like, Oh man, I wish they were more open to doing business with us. And then all of a sudden Chase is like, vocabulary that and that's so beneficial as far as the journey goes too and you know those type of things i feel have been super beneficial that you guys have that you've really mapped out and and taken the time to make this a very useful tool so um that being said i mean what, what are the i guess what i'm trying to look at too and another thing i wanted to touch on was chase we were on the same page about um our last podcast about that mindset people have when they're talking to themselves to get themselves hyped up, to get themselves into a mind state where they're going to have to work out. Uh, Chase stumbled upon somebody on, on Facebook, no free ads, no free ads, but stumbled upon um, that website. And it was just this long thread of what do you say to get yourself worked up to do his, a really solid workout? His original Chase, you want to elaborate on it from there? Yeah. yeah. His, his original, his original post was, who else uses pain and anger from the past to fuel their workouts? And there is, I, I had to, I, I chose to say something there. <laughs> and it was, it was received well after his initial, like, well, you're just raining on people's parades. No, I'm not. Uh, and then, after I broke it down, it was actually received really well by a few people, but that post was the catalyst for, okay, we're going to make an episode where it's 40 minutes of chase saying why uh, external pep talk is a better way to fuel your fitness journey. It's got longevity written all over it. Exactly. I've got, if, if you're looking for, uh, you know, some flash in the pan results in the gym, and some soft tissue damage and uh, pain, um, 
trash talk yourself relentlessly and thoroughly through your workouts. Okay. And, and see what happens. I, I lived that. I lived that. And I know a lot of other people that have, and, uh, listen, those statements, come on, you fucking pussy. You know, you're going to let this person blah, blah, blah. They're doing it. You should be able to, too. You know, they've only been in here six months. I've been two years, and they're putting up better numbers than me. You're going to let that happen? Okay, that's called stress response central. That's called sympathetic nervous system response on a platter, and your breathing is going to – it's going to affect your breathing mechanics. Anyone that goes into stress response – this is not rocket science – traps their breath in their upper chest. And I know of no faster way to do things wrong in the gym and out of it. You want to go have a bad date? Go on a date and hold your breath. See how the other person responds. You want to have a bad presentation? Get on stage and get real stressed out and hold your breath and squeak out your, your, your talk so you sound like a total amateur. You want to have bad sales numbers? Just shit talk yourself right up until you get on the call and watch what happens. And it's, it's, if you win the breathing game, you win the whole game because then you're going to feel comfortable in your own skin. You're going to, the drama is going to go down. The relentless comparing is going to go down. The, the overtraining is going to go down. Here's a fun little exercise. Uh, get people to write down what comes to mind when they think about taking four days off. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Most people, most people exercise like mad, like crazy people just to keep the lid on. And it's the, it's the, it's the negative story that's driving that. Okay. Yeah, fine. You can take the lid off and let some steam off. Why don't you just, why don't you just turn the, turn the flame off, turn the flame down. That's, I had a conversation with one of our longtime members uh, yesterday. He was in, he, he comes in three days a week, but it was a little quiet in here Tuesday night and there was, it was stormy here. I was like, yeah, probably the weather. And we have like a big Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing going on right now uh, because we'd rather see people in here three days a week. The people that need to be, to your point, the people that feel that they need to be in the gym five days a week usually need a few hours outside of the gym, um, usually on purpose, uh, to assess and address other pieces. Uh, and, and to your point about breathing mechanics, it's interesting, I'm sure you've both seen someone, the super stressed person who uh, won't let go of their work day or their, their family issues and they come in and they're stressed and they're not breathing and they're also the ones that are unhappy with their performance. But if they had walked in centered and breathing, most likely would have performed better. And then everything just starts being more synergistic. Upward spiral versus downward spiral. Yes, sir. I love that. You know, how many times have you seen somebody miss a lift and just the curse words start flying? You know, you know, a bunch, <laughs> a, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know that that competition let's talk about competition too you know the real g's the real gangsters Uh, there's a saying in the fight game be be very wary of the person who's cool calm and collected in the cage in the ring because that that's the person that's bringing the storm okay that's deep water right there person that is breathing well and loose you do not want to be tight and rigid which goes hand in hand with chest breathing and stress response and shit talk when you're about to throw down with somebody it's the person that's loose that's the person that can get off they can they let their hands go they've got good timing you want to you want to really uh uh, negatively influence your rhythm and your timing. Hold your breath. See what happens. Yep. I, 100% to that point. I, I was, I'm less than extensively trained in martial arts. I, uh, I haven't fought organized or anything, but I mean, you and I have talked about, uh, I was a hothead. Uh, and people used to say, it's not when he's talking, it's when he's quiet, you need to start worrying. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. Yep. That's Mark. I got a, I got a question for you too. When do you ever, I know you, you've put this awesome program together and everything. Do you catch yourself slipping sometimes? You know, you referenced earlier that you are actually went, away for seven days to connect and get dialed in, take that time for yourself. I mean, you're managing a lot of people. You're talking people like Chase all the time, you know, helping them, you know, do you have uh, a sensei that you still work with? I know we talked a little bit about that on our last call, um, our last podcast, but you know, what do you do to refocus and reshape your story? If you ever start going off track a little bit and does that happen? Yeah. Good question. Of course it happens. And the, the parameters are much, much closer, much tighter. Now uh, I used to be a very unstable person and now I'm substantially more stable. Uh, and that, that, that's a win in and of itself. Am I looking for a perfection with my story and a, a pristine story? No, because I don't need that negation. Um, and I know what I pay very close attention to tension in my body. I pay close attention to how I breathe. Um, and if I'm tightening up for some reason, I sense that pretty early on and I get to a story about whatever it is quick. I also hear everything that comes out of my mouth, whether I choose to formulate it in architect language or not. Uh, on a side note, I, I tend to use more negations when I'm, I'm working something funny, when I'm, 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 I'm doing comedy, uh, just for myself most of the time or, or other people. Um, and I have... I've got a business partner that I talk to quite regularly and binary negation acknowledged. We never correct each other. And very frequently we correct ourselves. So, so it's this, it's this perpetual micro correction 
very rarely do I need a macro correction. And if I do need a macro correction, I know I have the know-how and the know-to to pick this thing up and put pen to paper. And I also have people that I trust that I can call to get a second or a third opinion. And some of them are older. I very much appreciate older people's opinions about things. They've been there, they've done that, they've got, they've got that, they've got that, that uh, uh, periphery vision. People that have known me for a while. And uh, yeah, I keep myself, I keep myself on course well. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been saying this one for years, man. Win the morning, win the day. Win the morning, win the day. Whatever, whatever, uh, and I define the morning as the first two hours. Okay, whether you get up nine, whether you get up at five, doesn't matter. Own those, own, own your morning, set the tone for your morning, and in, in, enjoy, uh, enjoy the outcomes of that. Enjoy the benefits of that. 100%. Uh, I've, it's been a while now that I, I don't look at my phone, my social media or anything for at least the first 60 minutes of the morning. Yep. Smart man. It's a game changer. Uh, when you go in and you get that instant, instant gratification, that dopamine hit of checking your notifications and all oh, people like me, it, I am so much more productive now. Because when you, when you open your phone and you see people like your status or someone like your picture or this or that, like, oh, I'm accomplished. I'm good. Yeah, that's uh, that yeah, morning routine. 100%. Social media challenge, folks. Um, Win that morning. If you, if, if, you want any, if you want some proof about that for yourself, uh, tomorrow morning, Get on social media before you get out of bed. Get on social media when the when the covers are, are still up next to your nose and you're all warm and you're just you're you got one eye open. Flick that phone on and just dive in and hang out. Hang out for half an hour minimum. Okay? And then watch what happens. And then the next day, leave that phone off for the first hour you're up. And compare. Make, make you can make up your own mind. <laughs> The, the thing of it being uh, a fair amount of people out there probably do the former on the regular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say it's quite common. Yeah. It's quite common. Let's, Definitely. Uh, let's look at all these people that are – let me look at a machine gun stream of the absolute highlights of people's weeks and months – and then compare it to my life before I even get out of bed and take a leak. What, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. I see, I see that a lot like too, and that translates into, um, you know, the work world too. If you have just the first inclination to check email as soon as you wake up, so switch the social media to email, you're already putting yourself in a rushed state of mine, you know, your whole morning is going to be thrown off. I've lived through that. And similar to what you guys are recommending too, is just take that hour to really center and focus on yourself before even getting, you know, in, in tune with the workday. 
that's cleared my mind up so much. But, you know, the society is a lot of people are working at home. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with everybody now, especially more than ever. You wake, I wake up 50 emails. Everybody needs that attention. But when am I going to give that attention to myself to fulfill what I need to do at home, online, you know, everything that encompasses that. It's, that is a good challenge to everybody. You know, I, I urge everyone to take that seriously. Yes, sir. Mark, you, uh, you were talking about your self-awareness and you shared a story on our graduation call for group nine about walking into the grocery store and seeing a, a father upset with his children and how you flipped the switch there. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, happy to tell it again, man. Um, be, this was a benefit. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, a, a, an hour before we got on our graduation call. And this is an interesting story for me. I'm glad you brought it up again. Happy to, happy to, to go there again. So I pull up to the grocery store. I'm getting a snack. And I get out. And I'm walking up to the grocery store and I hear, uh, I hear some, some curse words and there's a van and there's some people behind the van. I can't see what's going on. And I, I, I get up and there's, I get a peek through some cars and there's a father, um, and his two sons, they're probably 10, 11. And he, and he goes, put the fucking mask on. And I keep, I just keep walking and the, the other, some, the son says something and he goes, good for you. And instantly I'm like, dick head. And then we're, I'm just in front of them. They're right behind me. I go in, grab a, a cart or a basket and, go around this way and go around that way. And about 15 seconds later, uh, we pass and we lock eyes and he's just got fire in his eyes, man. And uh, I walk past him. I get a little bit past him, still shitting on the guy's head in my mind. And then I'm like, I wonder what he's going through. I bet he's going through something, man. God knows, you know, some strange, t some people, it's strange days. And some people, it's really, really strange, hard times. You know, what if the guy just lost his job? You know, what if, uh, what if he's getting a divorce? What if he lost his job and he's getting a divorce and his mom's got cancer? And I am me, because and guess what? You you crap on people, you, you you tense up. Okay. Immediately when I, I went to, I put myself in his position. I said, I don't know what's going on, but just based on that interaction with his sons, that guy doesn't want to be talking to his kids like that. And I said, I just, it, the whole thing just dropped. And, and, uh, I said, a said a little, little nice thing to him in my head, man. I you know, hope it works out, whatever it is. And I walked, I, I, I dropped it like a hot potato when before I, I had the know how and the no to. God knows what would happen if 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 I had given some of that those daggers back to him with my eyes. You know, nothing good, nothing good for anybody. Okay, and and I walked out of there, and that was yet another 
let's put that in the in the jar of thousands of times when I've checked my own story and liberated my mental real estate from a the the dreaded victim villain dynamic. You don't talk about wasting time and energy and and just space. The victim, the victim mentality is the scourge on planet Earth. I'm convinced. The victim mentality. Shall I recite the definition of the victim mentality again? I shall. The definition of the victim mentality, it is an acquired personality trait where a person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributions. That second sentence, fellas, that second sentence, everyone listening, the victim mentality depends, as in it has to have a habitual thought process. Habitual accurately implies duration. It's done over a long, long period of time and addiction. People get addicted to their victim mentalities. It's got, it makes crack cocaine look like the Care Bears. It's the most addictive thing on the planet, and, and most people never know what hit them. And they get hit. They get run over. The thing backs up, lays wheel on them, pours a Slurpee out on their head, drives off, and they just they have no clue what happened. Just, just Life sucks. Life's hard. You can never get ahead these days. I mean, pick your flavor. I'm, I'm interested what you believe makes the victim mentality so addictive because it gets set up before we even know anything's happening we start connecting dots about noises that these big people that are directly responsible for my existence are making before we even know what these things are okay two things that are going to happen assuming all things are somewhat normal we're going to talk. We're going we're gonna to figure out what these sounds are so we can start communicating with these uh, uh, big, big people because our life literally depends on it. We, we, start, we start putting the puzzle together about – we start telling ourselves a story before we even – before we know what we are, who we are, anything about words, language. It's – and then usually we got some glitches in our language. There's a subset of the English language. It's called conflict language. People use it accidentally to create the drama, to create the pain, to create the guilt, to create the stress, the tension, the indecision, the, the, the 550 second guessing, um, the comparison. Um, we tell our, most people accidentally and unconsciously tell themselves an exceptionally tragic story of themselves and the world they live in. And that's done one sentence at a time. Yeah. And then, and then we just get, it gets so normal. I mean, seriously, how I might've said this on the last podcast, how seductive is our own voice in our own mind? It's the easiest thing in the world to agree with because it sounds like us and it's whispering in our ear. My, it's of course it's true it's my voice of course is it your voice or is it your billy
you know either way it's an opportunity definitely definitely it's 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 a it's a it's a it's not fact it's not law okay the definition of the of our identity current webster's definition not mine is the fact of being who, who or what a person is okay our identities are not factual you all see yourself differently than you did 10 years ago i promise you so do i and definitely when you when you were five i mean remember the story you were telling yourself when you were five versus the story that you're telling yourself now okay our identities thank the heavens are ongoing fluid flexible processes and we participate in those ongoing we gave a tedx talk about this we participate in those ongoing fluid flexible processes with our words and very few people have any legit training on how their words their the, the stories they tell themselves influence them for better and for worse most of our training with language comes down to regular spelling grammar and definitions none of that shit addresses how my words influence how i feel the 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 image i create of myself in my mind how nothing no and and that reminds me there was a thought i had when you were speaking earlier and i'm, I'm about to pull us back like half an hour uh oh. but with the story work you know and everybody knows mindset's important and you were saying that earlier but to try to teach somewhat somewhat mindset and to leave out the story work and the ability to go from negations to affirmations from projections to reflections from soft talk to solid talk is like handing them a barbell without teaching them how to move their body and expecting them to know how to work out. Yeah, it's a it's, uh, very good analogy. It's like um, purchasing a car, putting it in the driveway, and um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just get in it and drive somewhere when I need to without ever learning how to drive. You're going to run Same. into a tree, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll just, I'm just going to always be positive. Then you have that <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just have, uh, ha hey, just have a good attitude. I love the word just in there too. Cause it, yeah. it yeah. makes it sound so simple to do. Just, just, you know, be, <laughs> just let it go. Just let, yeah, you know, here it is. Here's a good one. Um, just get over it. Oof. Has anyone ever gotten over something because someone said, just get over it? Never. I, never in the no. history of history. <laughs> no, Mark, I got, a, I got a question for you, too. So I, I saw on, you know, following you around a little bit on social media, you bought a, um, a like a second grade or something, like tracing your letters back. So you're relearning or you're teaching yourself how to write a little bit better than where you were to understand maybe where the English language can help you in a lot of different ways, shapes and form. Do you think there was some point in time with that victim mentality that we're trained in that specific sense that we're just going to keep habitually telling ourselves the same story? Do you think it's one place in time that we're locked into that and then it just keeps uh, progressing. And then second, when you're doing that and you're 
basically reshaping your thought process with words, you know, does that, is that something that we need as a society potentially to latch onto more and, and teach ourselves? Do you think that that gets glossed over in the long scheme? So we have more people with the victim mentality. Uh, specific experiences, uh, uh, call them traumas. Um, that's definitely a, a can be a large and powerful source of people's victim mentality. Quite often, left unchecked, people's traumas they use them as evidence of wrongdoing evidence that there's something wrong with them evidence that and I'm, I'm talking about myself evidence that that they're not good enough they're somehow doomed to fail dude when i went over to thailand and jacked up my knee a second time shortly after i got over there it's a big move uh that was all the proof i ever needed I had case closed evidence that my words specific. I'm doomed to fail. I'm doomed. I'm, I'm a doomed. I'm cursed. Okay. And as far as remediating my handwriting, I'm less concerned with, you know, this will be a, a conversation or something that I'm focusing more on later. I'm less concerned with how uh, good-looking the words look and much more concerned with how unpuckered my butthole is. Because when I was – that's a telephone. When I was in school, I was so tense. I was so used to the teacher coming over and pointing something out that I was doing wrong, which I did – a lot of things wrong. I was, uh, I was in special classes. Um, took me, took me, uh, five years to get out of high school, five years to get out of college or my undergrad, seven years to get my master's degree. Uh, um, I'm part of that was due to the fact that I cared nothing for what was being taught. Okay. And I keep stuff simple. So, when I'm when I was writing, learning to write, uh, I was so I was I I, I and I, I did it to myself. Okay, yeah, the teacher helped. I conditioned myself in a in a tense state in context to the way I wrote. God knows how deep that story goes. I'm like, I, and I just I look for an entry point. All right, what's what else could I do with my words? Well, I could practice writing. And make sure that I am relaxed and I am breathing well and my face is soft and extra credit smiling when I'm writing this stuff out. That, that to me is a legit pattern interrupt. I was on a podcast um, last week with one of our – well, Chase, you, you graduated with Kate Bay, right? Yeah, yes. yeah I was on – was on her podcast and uh, she was talking about women getting in the mirror and pinching the fat. Okay? Pinching the 
pinching the love handles. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly where this goes. I'm like, okay, what are they doing? They're pinching and shit talking. Okay. Well, then what does that mean? If someone's pinching and shit talking, they're pinching, shit talking, holding their breath, and their face is scrunched. Guaranteed. Okay. So let's interrupt that pattern. What do you do? Pinch, smile, and breathe. Pinch, smile, and breathe. Pinch, smile, and breathe. Pinch, smile, and breathe. Everybody sing along. I'm, I'm kidding. Pinch, smile, and breathe. Pinch, smile, and breathe. Pinch, smile, and breathe. And you will unravel this classically conditioned Pavlovian response that we've done to ourself about how our body looks. And you'll, you'll loosen up. You'll literally, you'll, 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 you'll soften up in the right senses in contact. And it, it will be, it will be, if you keep up, keep that one up, it'll be harder for you to, to, it'll be easier. It'll be harder for you to trash talk yourself Knee-jerk reaction, when you look in the mirror, it'll be – so if it's harder to do that, what's it easier to do? It'll be easier for you to start to like the way you look. And let's, let's, let's take it from the inside out. Start with the story, okay? I mean, there's some people that get in the mirror and they just – they just like they, – any, any, they, they go to the worst part – possible part of their body and look at it and tighten up and then there's the victim story and it's just it's this it's this ongoing cycle so i really like how you have i really like how you have the plot untwists on your ig <laughs> yeah. and those i look forward to reading those basically i've gone through every single one of it. it's just you're hitting it right on the head i mean it's your condition to feel that way. You're conditioned to juxtapose yourself against, you know, the other person, the other, whatever you think people think that you should be. And I think you do such a good job of untwisting that, that it, there's no other, the really, it, it's such a hard thing to do unless you have somebody or you have that material to work on yourself. And I think that, you know, with vocabulary, with everything that, you know, lifted has to offer too, it's such a good teaching method to untwist people's neg negations about themselves. And that's where it's like at a high level where I understand it at this point, there's so much to offer, but you're, you're hitting it right on the head. And I really appreciate you guys doing that. It's, it's a really cool system. We've, we've, we've invested, we haven't spent, we haven't taken, we've invested the time to get it simple. Okay. Simple, simple is, Simple and, and sophisticated go hand in hand. Okay, simple and refined go hand in hand. So it, takes, it takes reps, legit reps, to get something that is simple and clear. Let's talk storytelling. I went to – I would have gone again this year. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's something called – COVID-19 floating around. Um, I went to the International Storytellers Convention last year in Jonesboro, Tennessee. And it's roughly 25,000 people show for a three-day storytelling festival. And they get the best storytellers they can find. They have 
4,000 person tents, 5,000 person tents, the biggest tent, 6,000 person tents, and then all these other little break off tents. And there was a, there was a, a, a very similar through line with all the stories that those people were telling. They were simple and they were clear. If there is any piece of advice that I can give to someone, it is, it is to become, and good luck doing it over a weekend, become simple and clear in the story, simple, clear, focused, affirmative, reflective, solid in the story that you tell yourself about yourself and watch what happens. Watch what happens. It takes no effort at all in one sense to create a complex a uh, uh, complicated story. I mean, does anyone like complicated people? You know, oh, you, uh, complicated, touchy people. That's the easiest thing to become in life. It take you don't even have to lift a finger. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey man, you got to meet this person. There's you're gonna love them. They're 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 they're, they're my my one of my favorite people in the world. You can't say a thing to them. They're so touchy. You got to meet them. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Nope. That's, and to your point about simple being sophisticated, uh, especially in like the fitness coaching realm, there's so many young coaches that want to flex their mind and speak to, oh yeah, well, the shoulder capsule and this, and then, oh, well, the metabolic response you're going to get, I mean, and you lose people that, are there for the results and that want might want to understand it, but they're not looking for that high level. So on multiple different senses, simple is sophisticated. The ability to break it down and distill it is a better way to put that. Well said. To a, to a way that, that, that can be put out to the masses is, is a skill. So, it's, it's, a, it's a very high-level skill, and it's a skill of someone who's either been in the game a long time and connected the dots and, and ha, has have, have had a lot of successes okay, with their students. Um, you know, dem that's called demonstrating. You're, you're, you're dem demonstrating how much you know. That's a, that's a sure sign of amateur hour and or someone who's just rigid, rigid and hung up on themselves. Okay. Get simple, man. Get simple and go for minimum effective dose in your, in your teaching, in your instruction giving. Okay. Make it about the students, make it about your gym members, make it about your clients, not you. And try, I can, I can bust on this all day long because I used to do that. I know that, I know that, style of coaching all too well. I, I, I used to try to be the all the right answers coach. What a kick in the dick. I'm, I, am, I, am the, I am the a lot of the right questions guy. Just good questions. Good questions, good questions, good questions. Good breathing, good questions, good listening. That's 95% of the whole thing right there in a very simplified nutshell. I, I had a monthly check-in call with one of my uh, remote fitness clients a couple of days ago. And she commented on that because she's been moved into a managerial spot. And 
she commented on how my approach to coaching her helped her translate into helping to develop people on her team, asking the questions as opposed to trying to give the answers, helping people to helping people to find the path to their answers as opposed to handing them an envelope and here, this is your answer, or this is my answer that I, that I think is going to be right for you, but I'm not really going to listen to you and ask you how to, you know, help you to find your own answers. Very well said. The, the, the more I talk, the less I listen. And yes, my sir. dad, hillbilly wisdom, 101, 201, 301. I, I already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I want to hear what you're going to say. Yep. Yes, sir. That's uh, very well said. John, where are you at with all this? I, I like it. You know, I've, I've taken a lot of these practices into my daily life and I've challenged even my family to, you know, to look at the stories that they tell themselves every day. Um, you know, cause I, I think that how we're positioned and how you're positioning this, you know, I think of it kind of as like an enlisted vocabulary army a little bit, but you're, you know, you're setting us out or, or pirates, you're setting us out to really do, you know, a good work and a good deed. And you're giving us the tools to help others untangle their stories. And I, you know, I, I pick it up so much, whether it's in work or to my family. And I always challenge them, you know, similar to what Chase does with me and the coaching staff and what you do with your clients is really challenge them to think like, did that person mean to cut you off or to your story? You know, did, did, is that guy going through something else? You know, what is really the issue and to challenge it? And a lot of the times people are like, Oh, okay, John, like whatever, you know, no big deal. It's just one, one thing, but it adds up and it's so linear. And I'm hoping to be, you know, through what you're doing with Chase and, and what I'm doing with vocabulary is be that blip that I can help them rewrite that story and send them up on something more than, than that normal mentality. So it's, it's so inspiring. I think that I, I just wish I, I not wish I want there to be more of this movement going forward where people can rewrite and reframe their stories. And I think that you're creating that, that um, plateau right now. And that, that foundation, I should say. Well, thank you for that, that man. And, and thank you for being a part of this work. This is our work. This is not my work. This is our work. Cause it's our language. Okay. This is, this is our language. These are our stories. These are our identities. And, um, my advice is to settle in for a long winter's nap on this and get used to very comfortably as in you're breathing well, when you repeat yourself about this stuff, you're going to repeat yourself over and over and over again from a variety of different angles about the singular point, which is our language, our words powerfully influence us for better and for worse. Okay. And, and, and the more, the more you deliver these, uh, these conversations, uh, um, 
you bring this to light at times and definitely pick and choose your battles with it. And the more, when you have zero attachment to whether they get it now or seven months from now, the whole thing speeds up and have fun with it, man. Be the person that's having fun with their language practice. People, people notice that ladies, gentlemen, that you play this game, play the, how fast can I let go of this game? Most people play, they, they're, they're, they're playing, they're unconsciously playing. How long can I hold on to this game? Okay. Use, start using your language differently to practice the, how fast can I let go of this thing game? And you'll really like what happens. So everybody around you, you will become that breath of fresh air first and foremost to yourself. Vocabulary is 100% like an oxygen mask in a plane. Make sure your mask is firmly attached before you help somebody else with theirs. And you will become that breath of fresh air for yourself. You'll become that breath of fresh air for other people. You will, you will, people will come to you with, with, uh, you'll be the, you'll be the person people want to talk to about things they need to talk to somebody about. Okay. And, you know, when someone has just a couple of people like that in their life, it makes all the difference. You know, to, to your point about the person that people want to talk to, I hadn't even advertised that I was going to be doing a handful of free story work sessions when that member came to me saying, I think I need a chase psychology session. Like chase psychology sessions technically aren't even a thing yet or technically have yet to become a thing. Um, so to your point, yes, it, uh, that you speaking was a light bulb moment that I, I, I believe I've created that air. So take out the belief you have, yeah, You're yeah, le you, you graduated level one and that's a big deal, dude. That is a yeah. big deal. That is a feather in your cap. If you, you good luck trying to, 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 to take vocabulary out of, of, of your, uh, not that you want to, and good luck trying to take that out. Okay, oh. after level one, it is entrenched. It has it is set up, and it will pay dividends for the rest of your life with even just the minimal attention to it. Once upon a time, I read a book on the history of the AK-47, and they said that once an once AK-47s are introduced into a culture, they're impossible to get out. Vocabulary is just like that. Vocabulary for different and, dare I say, uh, just better reasons, more in lifting. And it's, we're about breaking spells, man. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. To get a little weird and a little woo about it, Rudolf Steiner, look up, look up Steiner schools. Those are some of the most progressive and they, they, they create very dynamic learners, very dynamic children, Montessori schools, Steiner schools, uh, uh, Waldorf schools. Anyway, Rudolf Steiner said any force that seeks to constrict or control is by definition Luciferian. The definition, the, 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 the victim mentality is a force that seeks to constrict and control people's breathing. It is sure. a spell. The, the definition of a spell is a word or a combination of words of great influence. And someone's woe, of, woe is me stories, those are combinations of 
words that greatly influence them and the people around them in negative ways. And so we go in and we break those spells. We dispel them, which means to cast them out. And in the process of that, people's, people's breath is liberated. You win the breathing. I've said this before. You win the breathing game, you win the whole game. Because there, then, then you can be comfortable in your own skin. As long as your breath is trapped in your chest, you are not comfortable in your own skin. You're not going to enjoy being you. And as the great Adam Chin says, if you enjoy being you, then you win the game. You win. Yes. Kudos yes. to you too, man. And you, you gave us uh, a really awesome tool to share with our listeners when we talked to Brandon Powell. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we just dropped that episode this week, I believe. So whoever's listening, check that out. But he spoke about Wim Hof, everything that goes. And I know that's, that's like its own storyline in, in its own right. But, you know, the tools that you've given us and connected us to play into everything like that. If you can't win the breathing game, you gotta, you gotta attempt to do it. And it, I think for me too, like during this episode, I'm like, Oh, I am breathing in my chest today. Good subtle reminder, like let it go, breathe in a little bit, but you've connected us to a lot of tools and our listeners. And that's the whole point of this. We want to give back to them too and, and get better as, as we go. So my pleasure, man. Uh, you know, this, this is not the trial run folks. This is not the trial run. This is it. You're, you're in the middle of your life and you are participating in the story you're telling yourself, whether you want to believe it or not. And Brandon Powell is a straight gangster. That dude is a G. And good luck finding a, a, a level three Wim Hof instructor floating around. He is one. And he's the premier Wim Hof instructor instructor in the United States. They bring in to make the, their tr the trainings rock. He's a, he's a rock star. He's, I, I've known the cat for 30 years. I was in a, um, a special class for unruly disorganized weirdo kids with him in sixth grade where they took us and stuck us up in the third floor corner of uh, this, this annex in Midlothian middle school. No, they didn't use that entire floor. They stuck us with me and me and him with 10 other strange kids that had issues and kept us in that class classroom the whole time. The only time we ever saw any other kids was for PE and lunch. That's, and that, that is quite the testament to if you're able to go along this path and rearrange your story, then a lot of other people should see some light at the end of the tunnel. Dude, anybody can do it. Yeah. There's not a yeah. damn thing special about me. I'm a simple man of mediocre intelligence. And if I can put the thing together, if I can connect the dots, then y'all motherfuckers can too. Just takes a little <laughs> bit of effort. Yes, sir. I, um, we, um, I, you, gave us, you gave us some homework too last time. Oh, Chase, sorry, go ahead. You let me go last no, time. No, um, I was going to say, I feel like we're circling around a conclusion. So I'm going to make one note for the next time we get on a, a podcast that I would love to dive into you know, we, we kind of dove into social media first thing in the morning, but media, media, and how if we're consuming too much of that, especially in this weird day and age that we're in, how that language can influence us. Uh, I 
I won't ask to dive into it now because I feel like that's another 45 minutes. But, uh, but yeah, I, I want to make a, a mental cliff note that the next time we get on, we kind of rip into that a little bit. Oh, I'd, I'd be happy to, man. You yeah. turn on the news, uh, any channel, and you're subjecting yourself to weaponized narratives. Yes, sir. Clickbait. <laughs> Clickbait for the next <laughs> episode with Mark. John, what do you have? No, I just wanted to, to wrap up, too, and you gave us some homework. Last time we talked, uh, it was reach out to Brandon Powell. He did that, crushed it. Second was you were on a couple of really cool YouTube videos. Chase and I were checking those out, and we're like, there he is, there's Mark. And you were talking at a music festival, just giving some really cool perspective on things. And, um, you know, we wanted to urge people to go check those things out, too, just to get a better sense of who you are what your story is and everything that that goes. So uh, Mark, if you have anything else that you want to share where our members can still find you, um, you know, any, any other plugs you'd like to throw in, please do, man. Come on over to Instagram. I, I, I hear it's going to catch on one of these days. Uh, Mark England, 2020 uh, post most days and 85% of it is, um, educational content the other 15 20 percent is is entertainment a little little view into my weird world yeah that's a good start Heck yeah and uh we will have a grip of the ardent coaches in the in lifted level one in 2021 and i get to kick off the, the level two in 2021 so yes you do very yeah. very cool um and if you like the Brandon Powell introduction, I, I have another one for you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Paris Robinson. Ooh, yeah. You were talking about his story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, I'll make this quick because I could make it long. So when I graduated high school in 1995, Richmond, Virginia was the hardest city in the country per capita of uh, murders per capita. Nobody went downtown. It was hard action, especially in certain parts of town. Paris Robinson was 10 years older than me and in, in the street. He was one of the premier heroin dealers in the city. And uh, something went down and he got shot four times in the sternum. Everybody say, ouchie, all at once. And he was paralyzed from the neck down for almost two years until one night something mystical happened and he decided to start going to rehab as in they took his limp as arms and stuck him on a, a bike and pedaled him for him and he did that for for eight months until tingling started to show up anyway he kept going and got full use of his body got himself in a wheelchair, and that's just the beginning of one of the most interesting stories from one of the most interesting people from the greatest storyteller I know personally, Paris Robinson. That dude is the word wise comes to mind, and there's only one thing that delivers wisdom, and that is experience. I'd be very happy to put you in touch with him. And that, my friends, is a very interesting podcast. Yes, sir. Well, 
It'll be a it pleasure. Be much obliged. Yes. Cool. I'll do it when awesome. we get off. Yeah. This was awesome. I, uh, official sign off, Bender. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Mark, and uh, joining us, Mark, especially. I really appreciate you coming on and can't wait to get episode three here someday. So appreciate everything, man. Thank you. I look forward to it.